Doctor? What doctor? Doctor who? Doctor who, did you say? Eh? Doctor who? What are you talking about? Or do you really know what you're talking about? Welcome everyone to another episode of Terry Trope Time. Terry Trope, Terry Trope, it's the Terry Trope. That's our, that's our new jingle. See, we should have rehearsed that. We, we should have really. We could have wowed we the should, listener with something. To be fair, we should rehearse all of it, shouldn't we? But Would you like... I mean, you were very uh, musical on the last Effectively Speaking when we were talking yes, about our childhoods and everything. Yeah. I don't suppose you fancy whenever the, there is a Terry Trope in this, you sing Terry Trope time to Terry the tune trope. of Blankety Blank. Terry Trope, Terry Trope, Terry Trope, Terry Trope, Terry Trope, Terry Trope. Do you see they're redoing Blankety Blank? Oh, no. Yeah, with whom? With, Who? Um, oh, I can't remember now, but if someone, someone, I thought that'll either be Car Crash or it'll be Genius. And yeah, but they're redoing it. I mean, what, what our childhood stuff is all coming back round, isn't it? But it's never the same, is it? No, oh, it, it never is, is it? Well, look at Doctor is. Who. Yeah. Mm. All right, so um, yeah. Sadly, not many people are. But. No. But here we yes. go. Classic, this one. Classic, mate. This is my childhood. I remember watching this. I don't. I don't Do remember know? this in the slightest. Yeah, I have this, absolutely no yeah. recollection of this story. This, this was big news. So it was in all the. It was in like the Oxford Mail and all the local papers um, because obviously it was filmed in East Hagborn and at the, uh, the joint European tourists at Harwell. So yeah, it was all and everything. And I remember like my dad and brother being really excited about this one because you know they were going, oh, I recognise that, recognise that. Um, but. Uh, I, I sort of got the same feeling that what we will the the, the 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 sort of experience we've had with it that they had as well because I remember they tailed off towards the end mm. having interest in it. Hmm. You know, see, I I don't. <coughs> I mean, I was thirteen when you when this perfect came out, age for this. and I know I was watching it because yeah. I, I know I was watching John Pertwee, and then I yeah. followed on into Tom Baker. But I have no what? memory. All of my my you, only memory... Do you remember other Tom Bakers over this era? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I, absolutely. Yeah. I mean, I mean, you know, the next one after this is uh, Brain of Morbius, isn't it? Yeah. You know? So, yeah, it's very what, peculiar. Could it be something as simple as, though, that you were perhaps on holiday for a couple of the episodes? Or... Might have been. If only we kept detailed diaries from our childhood. Oh, I never did that. That'd be good. Imagine it. I imagine it'd be a lot of sat and watch telly and at tea. Mm. Well, Next talking day. about sat tea. Sat and watch telly and at tea. <laughs> talking about tea, just to the listener, I don't know if it will pick up, but I'm actually eating my tea at the moment because yeah, I've got in very late crinoid, Yeah, it's not a crinoid sloping across the soundscape, is it? It's, no, it's it, it's me with beef stew. Um, so yeah. I do apologise if there's any slurping throughout this. Um, but uh, yeah, I've got to, I've got to have my dinner. Haven't I? Yeah, yeah, you, well, yeah. You don't want to collapse halfway through. No, no. no. All right. So, yeah, Terry trope time. Terry or trope. yeah, there, Terry, Terry trope. trope. Do, do, Terry trope. Terry trope. Do, do. That'll get 
Really yeah, I, I maybe we won't see this through. Yeah, um, the other thing we could call it is uh, the Avengers adversaries because there are remarkable nods to past the Avengers stories. There are, yes, yeah, um, yeah. It's very Avengers ish this one, and like I say, it's quite a few guest stars. Well, guest stars. There. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Terry <laughs> Nation was yeah. script editor for a time, yes. wasn't he on on the <coughs> Avengers and. He was. Uh, yeah, this story bears a remarkable similarity to a story, uh, The Town of No Return, which was written by Brian right. Clemens, and then another one which was called, I think it was something like The Missing Hour, where everyone's gone, um, yeah. you know, and yeah. Um, it's lunchtime, isn't it? Um, yeah. thing is, we, we, we've often said that Terry is not one to waste an idea. It doesn't necessarily have to be his idea. No, no. You know, he, you know, he has on, on occasion, on occasion... He has, uh, you know, taken other people's ideas. I mean, especially in Blake 7, we found out quite a bit, didn't we? Well, it's funny you should say that. I mean, I've, I'm eating my tea because I've just got in from work. When I was at work, I was listening to that podcast I told you about, the guys who were going through the Star Trek original series one by yes, one. Yeah. and uh, so they, they got to Arena. They, they would, yeah, so I was listening to about Arena. No mention at all, because it's an American podcast, yeah. of Blake 7. But I'm going to point out, uh, tomorrow, yes. that uh, there's this show called Blake Seven that uh, quite um, quite similar, isn't it? Yes, um, yeah, very very similar. I would say. I do like people. People often, especially in the Blake Seven world, they'll uh, they'll stick up for it and go, no, 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 it's just something based on the same idea. But it's, no, it's not. It's, no, it's not. Done a Star Trek. Yeah. <coughs> yes. So, yes. Yeah. So let's get started, and we'll start with trope number well, one. First Terry trope, first Terry trope, uh, a man wandering towards the camera to his doom. In a mysterious way. In a mysterious way, yeah, very mysterious. Yes, because we've um, got this twitchy unit soldier, haven't we? Yes, who, who is very, very similar to the twitchy robo-man. Yeah. Um, and, and others, yeah, so, so Terry's off to a good old start. That's that's trope one, shall we Terry say? Trope one, yes. Yes, okay. <clears throat> um, and then shortly afterwards, the TARDIS arrives in these yes. woods. My favourite ever Tom Baker outfit. This one. What the grey jacket? Yeah, the grey, the grey, very heavy, very rough tweed with the big black cuffs mm -hmm. uh, and black collar. I, I adore that outfit. That's have you nice. tried making one? I have got one. I got one in the attic. Oh right. Yeah, it's not quite the right tweed though. It's very hard it could, because it again, as we so often bemoan, something that was quite accessible in the seventies doesn't exist now because the, the thing with tweed is it's season, it's very seasonal. They make a certain amount per year and mm -hmm. it differs. And people have gone mad trying to match this this particular tweed. Oh right. So what? mine's not. Yeah, mine's not. Not perfect, but it's it, it basically just clicks. Okay. Well, the doctor's there, and he's glugging on ginger beer, isn't he? He is. Yeah, he's got he's got a little uh, like uh, I always think that moonshine comes in at one of those yeah ceramic bottles, yes, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. <coughs> um, yeah. I, I imagine many a fan tried to track one down to to affect oh, you can a be Tom sure. Baker persona, you know. At parties, they would have pulled it out of their pocket. To, yeah, do you think they try scanning the label, trying to find out what... Oh, what, I imagine, yes. What, what, yeah. what it is. I mean, I don't... I can't abide the stuff myself. No. Um, it just no, gives me a sore throat. Favorite, yeah. It always tastes... Um, like, I, 
I want to say dirty, but it never tastes. Never a clean taste. It's not clean, is it? No, a, no. Throat clagging taste. Throat clagging. Yeah. yeah. And he said they're in the right time, but maybe not the yeah. right place. Um, and and Sarah's glad to be back. And the doctor's got this gizmo, um, and he he's saying that um, the that it there's a, been a massive release of energy nearby. Yes, he he's got the the world's cheapest looking prop. It, did did you recognise like, that prop? Well, it looked like a voltmeter or something, didn't it? No, it's or, been in Doctor Who before. Oh, it has it. Oh, what's it from? It's from the Web of Fear, the one that the Doctor uses to see yeah, if the yeah. Uh, yeah to see if the the lines the are rail is, yeah is is still live or not. I would never have. I wouldn't have put them two together. You say it survived all that time. Yep. To be picked up here. To, yeah. It's quite good that they've repurposed it for the same sort of thing. It's not electricity; yeah. it's energy this time. Energy, yeah. And uh, you can get sort of you could you could justify that saying that it's reading energy. I mean, it, it's obviously got to be very close up for Troughton's time, hasn't it? Whereas mm. it's it's detecting it from a distance in in Baker's. <coughs> I just thought it looked incredibly cheap. Sort of thing you could easily knock up if you wanted to fill your pockets. With but maybe that's why it looks crap. cheap because you're watching it in the mid seventies in colour, but it was designed to be. Yeah. seen in black and white down in the London Underground and you didn't see a real big close-up of it then so yeah I do love as well that this first scene um, obviously f- filmed out of order this is Tom with a heavy cold that he gets later on in the programme well it's a throat infection yes. isn't it yeah he, he, after he goes um, pom diving mm-hmm. um, but yeah he, he doesn't sound well at all he's husky he isn't he yeah he, he's very husky yes um, that's all Tom's ad lib, the whole eeny, meeny, miny, mo yeah. about which way to go. And uh, the and bit he about. He tells her to look at the brambles, doesn't he? Watch out for brambles. I think that's improvised as yeah, well. Yeah. I mean, it, it's, this, is the, this is sort of the, uh, the height of the, the relationship between, you know, the fourth Doctor and Sarah Jane, isn't it? They're, they're absolutely. The, these are, you know, uh, John Steed and Mrs. Peel, aren't it? Oh, I love them. I love them yeah. in this story. The rapport yeah. is just amazing. Even in yeah. episode four, where he's almost admonishing her, you know, it's in yeah. such a a loving way. You know, they're best you, buddies, you, aren't they? Yeah, and you really get... It shines through that, obviously, Tom Baker and Liz Sladen were best buddies. I mean, compare this to his late relationship with Leela, hmm. and it's, it's, it's stark contrast. Yeah, I, lo- I love this period. I think I think this is I, a. It was like my formative growing up years. This was it was so popular at the time, wasn't it? With this this crew, and well, uh, they just work well. You can see, can't you, why Tom Baker was adored by children because he is a father yes. figure. He oh, is okay. this like he's yeah. a superhero, isn't he? I think yeah. I think he's he's probably the closest. To like children would adore him closest to like William Hartnell, isn't he? He's yeah. magical, yeah, in a way that Troutman and Pertwee never were. Um, nothing against Troutman and Pertwee, but but yeah, Baker's you can just see it. He is he is the doctor, he he and he's yeah. funny and he's naughty, and it's yeah. all those things children would latch on to, yes, isn't but he? Also, also, he hasn't gone into parody yet, no. He's he's really this is yeah the megalomania yeah, yeah. hasn't kicked in yet no, has it no so he's 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 put he's acting his chops off yeah bless him I, yeah this is this is the golden age vintage Tom we could call vintage it vintage Tom yes vintage Tom yes all right well vintage Tom and vintage Sarah they see four spacemen 
Yes, yeah. In space this, this This is weird as well, because... <coughs> oh, pardon me. I remember... I haven't been pond diving, by the way. Just manky. Um, <laughs> I remember that my my dad and my brother both thought these were autons. Right. As soon as their finger guns come out, they thought oh, they were autons. And, and for years, before I saw the autons... Um, I thought this is what the Auton guns were like, and then when I finally saw Spearhead from Space, um, it was like, what? They're mm. half their hand falls away. Yeah. Because I'd, I'd been brought up on stories that the Autons fired their finger guns. Mm. Um, question for you about these astronauts. Yeah. Are they the same helmets for Space 1999? No, no, they're different. These look like that they've gone to some sort of army surplus and they've bought some sort of pressure helmets or you know, fire helmets or something. They're not, yeah, they're not, because the Space 1999 ones were um, just... Um, Motorbike uh, helmets, yeah, weren't they? They were, uh, what, what's the big brand for Motorbike? Not, not Bellstaff. No, 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 they were... Oh, it's, it's going to annoy me, but they were, they were a well-known brand of motorcycle helmet that they added bits to. Um, but yeah, these, these are different. I, I quite like this look, but there's something... They've obviously just put the helmets on top of white ovals because there's something weird about the neck that it's not mm. doesn't quite fit well. Well, mm. mm. um, my... I have a question about these later, though. Well, All actually, right, I'm, I okay. might as well ask it now. What are they? What are they doing? I don't know. I, I mean, why, why do they need guards? Are that well, presumably they presumably they are androids. They're Android. Yeah, well, we see one with its visor up. and Oh, of course we do, yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. and we see there's nobody inside. <laughs> they're just a random collection of marbles and but, yeah, plastic lunchboxes. Yeah, that, they maintain this yeah. fake village, do they? Well, I do, but what are they doing? They're, they're, so they're, they're armed. So are we are we to expect that the, the crowd... I'm just going to say spoilers then, but if you're listening to this, what? Um, if, if Are we expecting that the crowds when they set up these androids, the, the the androids in the town, were they expecting the guards to shoot them if they went too far? Did they break down the wall? What are these? There are these, these guards are only useful if Doctor Who and Sarah Jane wander across it, it? They're not useful for any other There's purpose. There's no other purpose for them no. at all. And the whole point of having these androids in this fake village <laughs> is to acclimatise them to the real thing. Yeah, and in so, Oxfordshire, I've never seen somebody wandering around in a spacesuit. No, I, I mean, yeah, I, I, I spent many a uh, uh, time at the uh, at the Jet and Harwell laboratories, and I don't. I remember you, you used to sometimes see protective clothing, but yeah, you never saw uh, like finger gunned spacemen. It's, it's mm, yeah, mm. that's a, yeah, it is a yeah. mm moment. Mm. Another mm moment is is Sarah Jane. Elizabeth Sladen seems to have an inability to fall down and off things convincingly. She's, um, I do, I, I worried for her because she seems to fall down very gentle slopes quite a lot. In yeah, horizontally place. rolling yes. and screaming. Yeah, mm. yeah. The, and, and she does it, I mean, she, she gets two Terry tropes in this one as well, don't she? She, she falls down a gentle incline and needs to be rescued, Terry trope number two. Uh, and then later on she... Falls and twists her ankle mm -hmm. in a very. I mean, Terry was always having the ankles of young ladies twisted. I don't know whether he had some sort of weird fetish, but yeah. So, so poor Sarah gets two in one story. 
And it is rubbish, isn't yeah. it? Because It's awful. The and t- I, I have to say, as much as I love Liz Sladen as Sarah Jane, her screaming when she falls down oh, things no. is awful. It's terrible. Yeah. And it makes no sense, because they're walking in the middle of these woods. Suddenly she drops out of shot. You see her rolling down this small incline, and yeah. then she's in a quarry. And when you see from behind her looking up towards the doctor on the ledge, the trees are miles away. Yeah. Yeah, the, the, it's a nightmare of editing, this whole sequence. Mm. Um, and then then they decide to climb down the... the uh, oh, no, they see the, 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 the guy, the guard fall Yeah, up. twitchy guy walks yeah. past, doesn't he, and jumps yeah. off. And then they climb down the very bit that Sarah was in imminent danger of. Yeah. Like, well, if you can just climb down it anyway... What, what's the what's the worry? Yep. And they find this guy, and they think yes. he's dead, because they still think he's a real guy, don't they? Yeah. He's got brand new money in his pockets. Yeah, I was trying to see what the coins were, because they, weirdly, they look like modern pound coins, but of course we, there was no such thing back then. Oh, they, um, they might be made, you know, just to yeah, look I think a bit they futuristic. Because, yeah, we were well decimalised by then, and they don't look like any decimal coin. Perhaps they did, just they were props rather than coins. Yeah, could well be. I don't, well know. Be. I don't they know. look vaguely Euro-ish. They do a bit, don't so they? It was yeah. What I love about this scene is they, they're looking at the guy going, oh, he's, he's dead. And then they stand up, and literally two foot away is this whacking great space pod that they don't notice. No, they haven't the noticed until now. they go down it, yeah. A very invasion um, of the body snatchers <laughs> pod, isn't it? Yes, I, it, these pods are strange because they don't really match anything else we see of Kral design, do they? Nope. Um, they, these are very, very polystyrene and, like you say, very invasion of body snatchers pods. I suppose there's a little, there's a touch of the body snatchers about the whole story, isn't it? Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Duplicated, isn't it? Yes. Um, and uh, they are attacked by those spacemen, aren't they? They are, yes. And- the spacemen reappear. And they, Terrible shots, as most spacemen are. Of course they are, yeah. And they run to this place called Devisham? Is it Devisham? Devisham. Devisham. Yeah, which luckily Sarah had been to two years before. Do you remember places you'd been to once two years before? No. I, I don't. I'm terrible at that sort of thing. But she remembers um, lots and lots of details about this. Now, um, th- this this is a huge problem here in that she was there two years ago right and we later find out this guy called Crayford everybody that's in that village is taken from his mind but uh, Crayford has been gone for two years so when he was there his memories of this uh, village and this base Benson would have been there and so would Harry but two years before this Harry hadn't and yeah, so, so yeah, this this makes no sense. I mean, so we're expected to believe. I mean, the, the, nothing about this story holds together. We're expected to believe that Crayford, yeah, the he must have when he was there as a rocket pilot, mm-hmm. must have frequented the pub, yep. met everyone, knew everyone in the village. Also, like you say, Benton was there. How does he? How did he know that he had been made a, a warrant officer? Exactly, because he literally gets made a warrant officer in Planet Spiders. Um, yeah, how does he know about Harry? Harry wasn't even there. Why would a, a naval person be there if Unit wasn't there? Why has the Brigadier got an office? Because yeah, exactly. the Brig wasn't there two years ago. Nope. Um, no. Yeah, it doesn't. Like a lot of of terrorist stuff, it's. Um, 
it's all about the story and you get caught up in it. But weirdly, we, we recently been discussing the 1930s Flash Gordon and this feels very much like an old serial to me. Mm. That it's like you, as soon as the lights go up, the magic's broken and you go, oh, hang yeah. on. The second you start but, yeah. thinking about it. But while yeah. you're watching it, while I was watching it, I thoroughly enjoyed it. Yeah, no, it's great fun yeah. because yeah. they find this deserted village. Um, yeah, Hagborn. Hagborn, yes, yeah. from your neck of the woods. Lit- literally about two minutes down the road from where I, uh, I grew up. So I said, yeah, we, 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 <coughs> I've been to that pub. I've had a pint in, in the Fleur de Lis, which is uh, still going. Still called the Fleur de Lis. Mm. Um, I guess it's a place of pilgrimage for Doctor Who yes. fans. Yeah, I, I must admit, I went there with uh, another Doctor Who friend, uh, another Doctor Who fan. Uh, and we, I mean, sadly, it's not, it's nothing like it inside. No. <laughs> it's, that's a studio set. But yeah, it's nice. It looks the same. The village, same you. I mean, there's a photo of me somewhere and, and also my mate, you know, pretending to be tied up on the cross. I imagine that in the, the pub, the, the, the ha- uh, well, the cross is just down from. No, the no, pub. no. The photo of you and your friend is framed in the pub, presumably. No, no, no. 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 Oh, that's a shame. No. no, I don't think they. I mean, that would tourism would go right down if there's me on the. You don't. Want, you don't want to be tucking into your. If you're on the pub sign, definitely. Yeah. Um, no, I've got one kicking around here somewhere in, in one of my boxes of actual photographs. Remember actual photographs? Oh, yeah. Papery things. Yes. Um, yeah, so, so this is very, uh, very uh, nostalgic for me. Hmm. Watching this. I was t- uh, me and Anne were watching it and I was going, you've been there? She goes, I don't remember. I said, yeah, you've driven past there. <laughs> <laughs> um, it, it, you say about, you know, it doesn't look anything like it inside. This is such a cliché... Uh, Doctor Who pub. We've seen this style yes. of pub in well, so many, including well, last week. Including last week. But also, um, I meant to go and check it out, but that bar with the folding hatch looks suspiciously like the one from Only Fools and Horses as well. You know where he falls down? Right. Back. I think it's the same prop. But I, I forgot completely I was going to go and, and check So that means it would have been in storage for yeah, you I, know, I reckon, 15 reckon, years or something. Yeah. Well, I reckon it's a standard BBC bar prop, they will have it in storage somewhere. Oh, flat right, prop. right. But right. yeah, I was looking at it thinking, God, that's, that is almost identical to the one. Oh, right. Um, but yeah, this is a classic, not only is it a classic Doctor Who pub, it's a classic um, Hammer Horror pub as well, isn't it? In the, mm. the, lo- the locals will be acting funny. You, you can easily see Michael Ripper in oh, there, yeah, can't you? Behind, yeah. Mm. So that's deserted as well. Sorry, I've got a mouthful of potato. Um, That's deserted as well. And uh, no no one in the pub. No. Which is uh, sadly like it is these days. No, exactly. Um, But for some reason, they open the till. Why would you open the till? Well, I imagine the doctor was checking after the weird coinage thing. I imagine he was just checking on that. Uh, Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, that's all the same as well, isn't it? That was. Uh, it's all brand that new. Took me back as well. A non, a non-electronic till. What? Where you press it and a whacking great yeah, big spring. The, just <laughs> the sound of it. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Terry trope number three. I think we're on now because there's mention of maybe there's radiation. Oh yes, right. The the Terry's deadly worry about radiation poisoning. It's yes. amazing what radiation could do, wasn't it? Back then. Well, the threat here <laughs> is there might be possible radiation from the nearby space center yes i love i, I love this period of doctors or where the doctor could be wrong 
He does that a couple of times in yeah. this story, doesn't he? He does, yeah. Now, now, of course, quick waggle of the Sonic, and they would have worked it all out. Um, but back back then, you know, the Doctor wasn't didn't have all this foreknowledge, and so yeah, he th- he thinks that a radiation, an accident, could explain it. That they've yeah. evacuated the area. That they've uh, they might need to replace the coinage. Um, I would think if you're if you're working in a highly radioactive area, spending coins at the local <laughs> shop might might be low on your list. Just a um, tad, yes. Yeah, yeah. So it's quite it's quite clever the way he they they put it together and come to a completely wrong conclusion. You know, it's yeah. It, I I like these sort of things when the doctor's wrong. Mm. Um, outside, we get the the spacemen have turned up with the dead unit yeah. soldier. Wouldn't. Pardon me. Wouldn't this be so much better if it wasn't called the Android Invasion? Because mm. at this point, we the story is really building up nicely, little nice little mystery, really good Avengers mystery. That, but the minute you you know, oh, it's androids in it because it's called the Android Invasion. This this used to happen all the time on Doc Two, and I know J and T used to battle all the time with the powers that be because they wanted something in the radio times that people would go, oh, the Daleks are back, I'm going mm. to tune in. And he he would always want a bit of surprise. Um, and I, I got a feeling this wasn't called the Android Invasion to start with. Um, but lo and behold, the title was a bit of a giveaway. So we know these people are Androids. Yeah. I mean, that's why Earthshock, the shock yeah, was that the Cybermen so well, were in yeah. it. And, you know, Frontier in Space, the, the Daleks are in it. But no, there, there were a number of other titles um, other than the Android Invasion. I think one was called The Crows. Yeah. And, that, and another one I think was called the Crow Invasion. That would have been better because then be better, you don't yeah. know from the off that the threat is androids. Yeah, yeah you know, it, it just it, it does it does ruin the. I mean, I ruin the surprise. We know what it is anyway. But anyone watching this for the first time must have must have been a bit annoyed. Yes. Yeah. You know. Yeah. But yeah, it's, it's lovely and creepy. Yeah. So the soldier turns up with the uh, the uh, the white. Spaceman, yeah, and and then a truck pulls up with a lot of villagers on the back. Yes, um, a horribly un-health uh, and safety truck. Hmm. They're just sat on like nailed together wooden seats. It's like, oh, if he pulls away too sharply. Did you notice the old boy first. that's on there? You know, with yeah. the, 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 with the white hair, he's got a lunchbox or something shoved up his jumper. Oh right, I didn't notice. Yeah, that. when he when he's on the truck and when he gets yeah. off, he's got like a square box shoved up his jumper. When he's in the pub, it's not there. And then at the end, when the villagers you see them again, and he's getting in the truck, yeah. he's got it shoved back up his jumper again. All oh, right, so he's got it on location, but not. I wonder if yeah. it was his sandwiches. It might be. He might be Cause... some barking mad old boy. He could be. Yeah, I got me sandwiches. Well, weirdly, we then we get a close up of the alien with its visor, uh, the android with its visor up. And you can see that his his face is a lunchbox. So uh, maybe that's connected. it. Maybe yeah. that's it. So at a signal, they all get up and they get off and they all go their separate ways. And a lot of them go yeah. into the pub. This is all being watched by the Doctor and Sarah, isn't it? Yes. Um, um, they all take their places, stand still. This is really good stuff. You know, it, it, it's it, it's enthralling stuff. If you didn't suspect they were androids, you would be thinking, what on earth's going on? And then at the strike of twelve, they all come to life. Yeah, it's it's really creepy, very, um, like I say, very sort of hammer-esque and, and sort of, oh, what's going on? Um, this this first episode, I think, is, is probably the strongest mm. in setting up the tone. Um, because, 
yeah, you just you, you don't know what's going on, and it's. I, I love the fact that they don't immediately sort of other than the title, they don't immediately explain everything. No, because the Doctor has no idea what's going on for most of the episode. No, and, and it is really good <laughs> stuff because they just continue with their normal life, don't they? Um, cue much puzzlement from the Doctor and Sarah. Yeah. Um, and the Doctor goes off to contact Unit and tells Sarah to stay there and to keep watch. Yeah, fatal mistake, splitting up. Uh, is that a Terry trip? He always used to split the. Yes, I suppose you could. Up, What's yeah. that? Number four. Four, I think. T- Terry trip number um, four. Yeah, yeah. Tom Baker goes off to Harwell, uh, which um, I used. I used to, when I worked for Radio Rentals. I used to install televisions in there. All right. Um, and uh, I, I knew a guy. He was one of the head researchers there. Really nice fella. Um, really absolute clever clogs. But he called me up one day. And said, "How do you wire up a three-pin plug?" No. Uh, yeah, and I went round to his house and wired up his uh, three-pin plug for him because he didn't know how to do it. And I thought, "That's amazing! It's like you're you're in charge of like uh, almost a hadron collider type thing." And uh, yeah, no idea on wiring up a three-pin wow. plug. Wow. Wow. Well, Sarah accidentally she stumbles into the pub, doesn't she? Yes. And we get because an American yeah we get an American werewolf in London moment where all the villagers yeah. just stop. And yeah, uh, I, I, stare I at her. I, I actually had that happen to me once up in Newcastle. I uh, I was when I first was courting Anne, and I went up there and uh, I went into a pub in the centre of Newcastle town centre. And I at the time I was in my spike uh, phase, so mm-hmm. a long leather jacket, bleached hair. When I walked into the pub. Everyone stopped and looked at me. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, I thought I was going to die. But yeah, it's I love this. I love I love these. Um, this isn't necessarily a Terry trope, but it is a filmic trope, isn't it? Where it's the old the gunfighter walks into the saloon and the piano player stops and everyone yep. looks. Yep. Yeah, really good. Our local pub that I was talking about last week, the Hoodner's Horse, we've been here what nearly twenty years. It's yeah. rare that we go there, but we go there, and yeah, conversation stops as soon yeah. as we go in. We sit down at a table, right? Still silence, and until the girl comes across, says, "Would you like a drink? Do you want food?" And then slowly yeah. the conversation starts back up again. Isn't you know? it weird? Do you think you'll ever you'll ever be considered a local? No, I think that's a very British thing. I think yeah. I think John Landis, when he did American Wealth in London, he spent an awful lot of time in England because he yeah. must have gone to pubs to put that in. You know, that is a very English thing, isn't it? It is. Yeah, it's like. Who's this stranger? What yes, yeah, 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 yeah. <laughs> Let's just glower a bit. Yeah, yeah. It's not like a western. We're not as glamorous yeah. as a wild west western with a <laughs> no. piano player um, going and a girl dancing on the stage. We yeah, just got just... glowering guys in cloth caps. Yeah, yeah. They they'll they'll glower over you. Uh, look, at, they'll glower at you looking over their uh, half pint. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, so Sarah goes out. That's when we see that the spaceman has got no face. Rest yeah, spaceman's got no faith. Why? Why? Uh, why are these things programmed to kill on sight, though? Because at this point, Stigron and that don't, don't know the Doctor's there. No. So, were, are they really programmed to shoot what they could be other androids? It seems a bit wasteful, doesn't it? It does. Hmm. Well, the Doctor goes to that space center. Um, yes. And in. yeah, and there's a frozen unit soldier in there, and Sarah returns to the TARDIS. Puts the key in the door, goes to check yep. the pod that she sees right next to it, and the TARDIS leaves. I, I love the fact, so we, we see the 
sort of the the, the non Yale TARDIS key. Mm-hmm. So I think in Pertwee's last season they introduced this. I've got one on the shelf here, a, like a weirdly shaped TARDIS key. And then when Sarah's putting it in the lock, you can see that they've just like bashed <laughs> a hole in the door to for her to get this key in because obviously it won't fit in the normal Yale. Um, but I don't know why putting the TARDIS key in activates the TARDIS. I don't get this at all. It's a terrible, terrible design. That's like opening your car door starts the engine. Mm. What what use is that? Mm. (laughs) And we never see it again, do we? It never happens again. No, no. Um, And she goes across to this pod, and there's a guy in the pod. And she very politely yes. says, can I help you? <laughs> Not what are you doing in yeah. there or anything like that. that that's again you? a very British thing, isn't it? It's like, there's a man in pod. <laughs> can I Ask help? him how he is. Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. This is the same guy that we, the same robot we see later on. It is, On the spaceship yeah. in the pod, because yes. he's got a very nice leather jacket on. Oh, I, I thought you might yeah. notice that, I, yes. I that. Um, uh, probably another Terry trope is that immediately, he likes to separate the Doctor and the companions from being able to get back to the TARDIS. Yeah. Because, obviously, you don't, as soon as you get back, you could just take off. So, yep, TARDIS disappears. Yep, Terry Trope number five, yeah, I think five, that was. Yeah, five, I think, yep. Yep. Um, and then we see Crayford, this this guy called Crayford. Yeah, well, the, doc, the Doctor finds, the, weirdly, the Briggs' permanent office. Yes, yeah. Why? Why has the Brigadier got a permanent office at a rocket base? Yes, before he finds that office, though, we hear Crayford being Crayford's being yes. spoken to by somebody. This yes. guy, we, we know he's called Stigron, but we don't see him. And that's when he goes off, and that's when Crayford goes into the office and where the doctor is, isn't he? Yeah. Now Crayford, uh, oh, I can't remember the actor's name, but he's is um, Milton. Is it Milton Johns? Milton Johns. Mm. Yeah, I think so. And he was very famous at this point for doing like comedy stuff and that. So even like as soon as he appeared, Angus, oh god, not him! It's like why would they hire him to do a serious part? I think he's okay, but he's he veers dangerously close to to not treating it very seriously, doesn't he? At times. Mm. Yeah. Well, look at that yeah. eye patch, man. I mean, you know. that, oh, that eye patch. That I mean, we'll get to that in yeah. We'll get four, we'll get to that. God, yes. Yeah. 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 Crayford has heard of the Doctor, um, even though he's been yes. missing for two years. He yeah. he knows of the Doctor, doesn't he? So so. Was the doctor there two years ago? Unless he's in the newspapers, then he is a you know a yeah. hero of the world. Like, but the if if the well if the doctor was there two years ago, why haven't they got a, an android of John Pertwee? Yeah, That's which that would have been point. amazing. Can you imagine bringing John Pertwee back for one story where he plays an android version of himself? What, instead of having the two Toms fighting? Yeah, you've got you got John Pertwee. That would have been amazing. That would have been. I think our heads would have exploded. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that would. Yeah, that would have been because that could have been into plot, couldn't it? It's like, oh, for God's sake, we've created the wrong Doctor. Mm. You know, yeah, but no. No. Luck- luckily, I mean, this this gets even sillier later on. So the frozen robot guard is actually the guard that two years later is still. Yes. In that in, spot in that, in on that, the real one, yeah. Yes. I'm sure they could have. They must. They they hopefully could have come up with. A better reason for this. So instead of saying it's it's all based on uh, Crayford's memories, couldn't they have done something like we've recently scanned? Yeah, the area or something. Yeah, it doesn't hold up. No, it doesn't no. hold water. But you're not thinking that yeah. while you're watching it, though, are you? You know, at no, least not no. when you're a teenager. Um, but there, yeah, then I mean, Tom is great in this scene, and I love his tea and muffins. 
yeah. line. Um, he, he plays off really well. I don't know whether they knew each other before, but he plays off really well against... Uh, Old Milton. Uh, Craig, yeah, Milton. Yeah, yeah. And then he legs it, doesn't he, up onto the yeah. roof. And, well, uh, well, I was thinking... I, I both thought, thought of something and then dismissed it while watching it. I thought... How, it's like, how can he miss? He's literally aiming at Tom. Mm. And then I thought, he's got no depth perception, has he? No, because he's, he's got, got an eye patch. The eye patch. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so I, I thought, fair do's show. Yeah, yeah, yeah. got me there. Well, the Doctor, he runs up to the roof and yes, turns into yeah. Terry Walsh to, to jump off of it. Lucky that. Yes, but he's captured and taken <laughs> to this, this room. And Sarah's been watching all this and she manages to get to him. And episode one ends with this strange moment where you've got some box on the wall. I don't know if it's like an intercom it looks like or a th- something. Well, yeah, like an um, intercom, isn't it? Because it's got, it's got a talk button on it. But I don't get this. So does does Stigron just hide behind various walls? Why is, why is he behind this wall that's facing the interrogation centre? Not only is why is he in this wall, why has he decided to put the intercom on a hinge so he can look out? Yeah. This whole thing is just to get the androids. Was he watching the androids? Yeah, but but it it makes no sense. I mean, it gives you a good, you know, quite creepy, you know, cliffhanger ending. It's a great thing, but all of this is designed for the viewer, isn't it? Yes. There's no no internal There's no logic to it. No, not at all. No, no. But I do like I do like the big face, and I do like the staring eye peering yeah. down. Um, but uh, at the end of it, I mean, we've got we got episode two. Yes, right? that's the end. That's just one of all that in one episode. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and we see the feet of this Stigron. So we've heard his yeah. voice. We've seen one eye, and we see the feet. Yeah, he's got a lovely pair of boots on, covered in. Crate paper or something. Yes, and he, he's demanding to know who this other human is um, because he's realised uh, Crayford's already told him about the Doctor and he might be yeah. useful, but now he realises there's another human and uh, Crayford tells him it's a good sign. Yeah, Crayford's really happy, Annie, because he goes it, this is really good news, Stigron. It means that we fooled them. Mm. Yeah. yeah. We see another bit simple, of isn't he, old Crayford? Yeah. We see another bit of the crowd <coughs> because we see his rubber glove hands. We that, that they yes. should never do close-ups of hands when they are clearly a pair of rubber gloves. Yeah. So cuz cuz the close-up of the eyes sort of works. Although the I mean later on we we see him in full and they're not the greatest of masks. But it sort of works on you. But yeah, as soon as we see the hand, like you say it's like oh it's a rubber glove. Yes. I've seen another Terry trope. Um, okay. I don't know if you're aware about, but the Terry trope is having uh, things named ending in A-L. Okay. Oh, right. yeah. So we've got the Kral here, yes? Yeah. I've also got here the Thal, the Dal, Kral, C-R-A-L-A-L, Jal, Mal, Belal, Gotal, Kodal, and Rinmal. So, he, yeah, he likes that owl sound, doesn't he? He likes names that end in owl, yes, yeah. yeah. Um, the Doctor says that Crayford was a senior astronaut. Yes. But Sarah says he's dead. He died two years ago. That's why she was there, wasn't she? Yeah, luckily, again, very luckily, the story that Sarah came to to report on was the, the his space probe going missing in deep space. Yep. I mean... This, the difference between the Doctor Who universe and ours is that Britain's managed to get a space program and get into deep space. Um, and luckily, yeah, she she knows about Crayford because she was reporting on him 
missing, presumed dead. Yes. I mean, at the end, he is like, oh, yeah, he's he's going to be a hero when he comes back because he's gone the furthest any human's ever yeah. been into deep space. But here, in this second episode, she says that he was on a freighter that was never to be seen again. A yeah. freighter. What was, you, it, what was it freighting? To where are you thought? going to, then? Yeah. <laughs> you know? A freighter carries things. What are you taking? I don't know. Perhaps he would, yeah, I don't know. No, I don't bizarre. know. It would be lovely if he'd have come back all excited. I'm the man that's gone in first inspector and unit go, yeah, you're not, mate. We've been to another dimension. <laughs> well, the Doctor and Sarah, as they yes. attempt to sneak out the centre, they hey. somehow they know this unit soldier with his back to them is Benton, somehow. Couldn't be anyone else, could it? Couldn't be anyone else. Yeah, so, I, again, very nice. I like this where the Doctor goes, oh, it's a small world, and they're really excited to see Benton. And they're so pleased to see him. Yeah. It is. It's lovely, isn't it? They're, they're, yeah. they're really grinning, and it's all friendly and chummy smiles, isn't it? Yeah, but not from Benton. Oh, pulls the gun on yeah, but that, then he throws a wobbly because Crayford yeah. sends out a transmission saying that the kill Why? command Why has does, been cancelled. Yeah. Why does changing the programming in these robots cause them to act Throw like a wobbly. The whole point of these robots yeah. is they are indistinguishable from the real yeah. thing. They're like replicants, aren't they? Yeah. I know. Perhaps it's akin to like if I close one program and run another one on my laptop, it throws a wobbly because hmm. uh, it's it's running out of memory perhaps it's the same thing Benton's running out of RAM yeah it could be it's yeah. at this point as well we've got Harry um, yay and it's lovely to see Ian oh it's brilliant to have him back um, Harry <laughs> yeah uh, they run back to the village because they got to warn London but yeah Sarah falls over again doesn't she and, and oh, this is, twists this her is, ankle this is so um, Susan from uh, Dalek Invasion of Earth isn't it yeah it's like you know it's just I mean, Terry was always getting people to trip over, and Terence Dix really just trip over a small thing. I think um, my, it doesn't my... really do anything, though, does it? Other than the fact that it it gives the Doctor an excuse later on that she can't, you know, they can't run away. It, no, it, it's such a a lazy bit of writing. I I I tell <coughs> you, I think the worst for me in all of Doctor Who, you know, one of these rubbish tumbles is Sarah Jane in the Five Doctors. Oh, that's terrible. Where she yeah. just falls down that little bit of gravel. Yeah. That is really dire. Well, we get we get both, don't we? We get, in in Five Doctors, we also get Susan tripping on literally oh, yes. a blade of grass. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> no, no. Uh, did you notice the, the, the little Quatermass line where they say something came back? Oh, no, I, I didn't notice yeah. that. I didn't yeah, pick up on that. Like, oh, Quatermass. That was actually one of the episode titles, I believe. I oh, right. Something came back. Okay. Um, yeah, uh, yeah. So and it, so, <coughs> Sarah Sarah trips over the slightest. I, I, there's not even anything in the in the path that she's running on. No. Trips over a bramble, we'll say. Um, so, they Tom real uh, the doctor realizes that uh, they can't run away and escape. So he puts her up a tree. <laughs> he shoves her up a tree. Literally yeah. shoves her up in yeah. the tree. <laughs> And then and then runs off with his coat. He's taking his coat, yes. hasn't he? He's taking his jacket yep. off, and then dumps it down and jumps in the lake to throw the dogs off the scent. Yes, yeah. And they, so then um, uh, the 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 unit guys turn up, and they see his coat and his scarf, and they immediately assume he swam across the river. Yes, yes, yeah. yeah. 
Um, uh, in the in the meantime, Sarah has decided to get down from the tree, and in the, is immediately seen because they're coming back. Yes. Mm. It, 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 it's, it smacks of um, filler, doesn't it? Somewhat. Uh, yeah. two, two questions about this. Uh, well, one point, one question. First point, the whole jumping in the lake uh, wasn't in the original script. It was... Oh, well. um, he was going to... Tom just wanted to jump in the lake. I think it was, because wow. the, uh, the, um, the original intention to throw them off the scent was uh, the Doctor throw some stink bombs. Yeah, right. To put, throw them Why off. would stink bombs affect an android? I don't know. Well, that leads into my next question, right? Which yeah. is, the uh, this is all fake. So they are android dogs, are they? True, they're android dogs. Android flies kicking about. Android crap in the water. Yeah, it it doesn't make any sense that they've they've created this village to train the androids. Why would the androids need training? And mm. when they do get to Earth. In, they instantly start killing people. Yes. Uh, what? It doesn't make any sense. <laughs> well, yeah, Sarah's captured at that point, isn't she? Yes. She's taken inside the Kral ship, which I yeah. really like. I like the design of the Kral ship. It's, it's it's a bit Zygon. It's a more metallic version of yes. like the Zygons yeah. or the uh, Axons ship, isn't yeah. it? It's a bit. I, I found it a little bit sparse. I think the money's starting to run out, isn't it? Yeah, but but, 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 but you have features good, on yeah. there which are yeah. okay. Um, and she's... I like their doorways as well. They're jagged at the bottom. Yeah, I like that. I like that. Um, the thing on the wall with all the lights in it, all yes. those tubes yeah. with the lights in, which looks really good in black and white photos. All my all my memories of this story are black and white photos oh. in books and things, and the crawls look really effective in yeah. black and white. They really yeah. do. Actually, I, I'm just looking through my notes, and at this point, I say very terror of the Zygons. So mm. my my. Two da- two days ago, I agreed with you. Yeah, two days ago. Um, yeah. yeah, it's um, it's not organic enough. If it was all no, a no, bit no. Uh, um, more, you know, clammy and latexy, it would be very Z- Zygon, wouldn't it? It's almost it could be the Zygon set after they pulled the latex off of it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so um, she's strapped to this <laughs> table um, yep. with Harry by her side, and uh, the very first time we see. Uh, Kral faces where we see Stigron, but it's very blurry, isn't it? Because it is. In fact, this this whole sequence is very terrible Zygons because because Harry was duplicated in yep. that as well, wasn't yep. he? Yeah, um, He does play he does play uh, villainous really well. Yes, that, so. yeah. yeah. Um, the Doctor goes back to the pub. He's bone dry now. Yes, completely oh, bone dry. Yeah, he's lost his huskiness as yeah. well, he and uh, almost as if this was filmed before they knew he was going in the lake. Yeah. yeah. Um, the Doctor has a pint of ginger beer in yes. the pub. Now, I'm sure this is, you know, uh, because they know, you know, he's he's a child's hero. He's got to have something that the children would drink. You can't yeah. have him having anything else, can you? Well, this is this is really good, I think, because it's, it, you know, you see, Tom Baker, he, he gave up drinking and smoking mm-hmm. while he played the Doctor in public. He didn't want any child to ever see him. No. I thought that's brilliant. That's really good. Um, and this is back in the days when, if you were the doctor, that's all you could do. You couldn't go off and do other things, um, which obviously they can now. Uh, I, I, I really, I really want to be in on the conversation where, like a modern Who fan, is going, um, oh, I, "I love Captain Jack in Doctor Who. Mummy, can we watch Torchwood?" 
course you can. Let's put episode one on. <laughs> oh my god. Um, off. Yeah. So th- yeah, off. They wouldn't. They, it didn't happen then. So and this is also good that you're right. It gives it gives young children and fans who are very similar in in outlook something that they can they can say this is the doctor's drink. Yes. Yeah. I wish they had chosen something that wasn't horrible. That wasn't what ginger also, pop. That wasn't ginger pop. What also annoys me and i don't know whether this is really good programming on the crowd side or bad programming is that he asks for a pint and he doesn't get a pint no he gets a small bottle mm. and he doesn't question glass. it maybe he's testing yeah. the landlord you never it know it could be but i could it could be that the, the the particular landlord it's been really well copied and he's ripping his punters off yes yeah was, was that's Crayford a brilliant copy off. yeah <laughs> make sure Buying you make some the ginger landlord pop. a complete <laughs> yes. Um, so, I've got a grammatical question for you, oh, or the listener, if you, if you don't know it. I mean, we could just Google it, but uh, let, let let me ask the question anyway. Tom Baker, right? Yes. Talks about a darts board. Yes. He doesn't say dart board, like you and I say. He says darts board. Are you supposed to say darts board? Uh, I've never known it be called darts board. I've never heard anybody call it a everyone darts says, board. Everyone says court martial when it's courts martial, so mm. perhaps it's perhaps it is. I don't know. Uh, I did. He, Anne spotted this one, so he goes. He throws a dart, boom, boom, you know, and he goes up to it and goes, "It's a brand new dart board, never been used." There's a whacking great <laughs> dart hole in the. Uh, I think it's the treble five. <laughs> You're watching it in HD. You're watching That's it on true, a big yeah. TV. You know. Yeah. yeah, and it's very um, ter- terror of the Zygons because there's a camera in the yes. bullseye. What's that for? <laughs> Did Stigron go? He goes, well, I, I can't, I can't be asked. Yeah, I can't be asked to hide behind the wall this time, so I'll put in an electronic device. I put in the dartboard and watch it. Why? What? Are these androids programmed to not know they're androids? I don't. I, it could be they are like replicants then. Yeah, it could be. Yeah. But presumably they still haven't got that stag's head that the camera lens was in in Terror of the Zygons because they could have used that, that again, good, couldn't actually, we? Yeah. Couldn't they? That would have been good. <coughs> yeah. And then we get we get our first uh, full glimpse of the of the crowd. Of the crowd. Now, what do you think of them? Um, I I think they work better in photos than in real life. I think the masks are fine, but as soon as they start speaking, you can see that they're quite obviously masks. It's a Planet of the Apes thing, isn't yes. it? Yeah. It's Although the Planet of the Apes ones, I thought they 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 put in the like they attached it to the, the actors' mouths, and so it works really well. But this one, they've done something to try and make the the mouth move when the actor's talking, but it doesn't quite work all the time. No, I think what it is, it, it is it, they've done exactly what they do in Planet of the Apes. the the yeah. The chin of the mask is attached to the chin of the actor by yeah. wire, right? But I think right. the problem you've got here with the Kral masks is they are so much bigger the the planet of the apes ones the chin of the yeah. of, of the ape was practically on the chin of the actor yes. but here you've got an awful lot i know the actors in the crawl suits were having to exaggerate their mouth movements right. to get any sort of movement Me out too. of that latex they are quite baggy latex masks aren't they i like the uh, i like stigron's voice oh no he's I got like a great his, voice yeah i like um Chida- is it chadaki Chidaki, yeah. yes. Yeah. yeah, I like his voice. I think the the crowd performance is really good, and I, this is one that I would, I would like to see the crowds come back. Hmm. You know, with a you know a slightly better mask. 
But uh, yeah, I, I think I, I, they I think do like well. the mask. They they photograph better from certain angles. Yes, yeah. Um, um, and I like the way they've basically got a rhino's horn, haven't they? They um, have. Um, <coughs> weirdly, I th I think they work they work better straight on than they do sideways on mm. film. But yeah, for, I mean, I I didn't know because because we're again we're we're only used to seeing like the one or two standard photos of them. Yeah, I didn't know for ages that they had rhino horns because you there's not you a lot don't of photos see of that so angle. No, no. no. It's only when you come and see this, you see them moving about, and you go, "Oh, they've got they've got rhino horns." Okay, mm. that makes sense. I like their uniforms. I like their boots. You know, I like the, I like the way they're slightly hunchback as yeah. well and short. You know. Yeah, I, I think they're they're a good. A good look. Yeah. Now the doctor realizes the calendar on the bar is all July the sixth. Why? Yeah. What? <coughs> what? This. This is. This is almost Bond villain esque. The it? that villains always have to do something that that shows up the you know the error of the way. So if they they've gone to the the effort of doing making it that this is an exact carbon copy. But why would they? Why would they get the coins wrong? Why is that uh, something that that um, Milton hasn't thought about? And why are the calendars? It's to provide little hints for the viewers and the. Doctors. That's all it is. Yeah, because yeah. yes, I, as I keep saying, it's to get the androids used to real life on Earth. But yeah. why would being looking at the date on a pub calendar be important information that you've got to learn? Yeah, you know, makes make, makes not a lot of sense. And then we we get the the next scene, which makes even less sense, uh, is where so the doctor goes. It, the doctor gets a phone call from Sarah. Yeah. Um, and there's a lovely bit where as soon as the phone call's over, the doctor goes, "Well, how strange! It's it's broken again." So he knows something weird's going yes. on. And he so he goes to he goes to meet Sarah and to to test her he offers her a drink of ginger pop which she has previously said she hates yeah, yeah? and she says and it's delicious double, yeah glugs it down why it's got all her brain waves yes why wouldn't it know that yeah. she doesn't like ginger pop on the subject of the ginger or, pop right we yes. find out at the end that they're not actually on earth this is all a, a, a recreation the doctor actually yes. says that these aren't real trees these aren't leaves they're some sort of plastic right yeah. um but the they've technology made pop. they've made perfect ginger pop yeah. that tastes fine to the doctor yeah why why do they need to do that what do would have been really yeah what would because the androids don't and then they don't need to be trained to know what ginger pop is this isn't a long-term plan. Yes, but everything's been taken out of Crayford's memory. So Crayford yeah. must drink ginger pop. Yeah. If the doctor had asked for another drink and Crayford hadn't drunk it, yeah, it would taste. Would, it wouldn't taste of anything, would it? Would they? Uh, would it be funny if he'd have asked for? I'll have a pint of Coke, and they go, "Oh, damn! No one knows the recipe for the Coke." Ah, yeah. Ah, There's that yeah, as well. <coughs> yeah. Yeah. It, it, I don't know why they've bothered making ginger pop wouldn't it have been great if this if the whole village would have been done in the same style as as the star trek tombstone in spectra the gun where it's just obvious sets yes walls are missing and yes. things are just cutouts that would have been brilliant because you could train the androids in that they don't need this to be exact 
And the fact that no one notices this stuff's wrong, no. that would have been a really creepy, good sort of storyline, I think. You know, the doctors go, oh, what's going on? These, you know, these people are drinking empty glasses. There's no drinks in here. Hmm. Yeah. It would have worked better, I think. I mean, the Sarah's already tripped herself up by saying that she finds, you know, the the, the ginger pop delicious. <laughs> Yeah. And then for some reason tells him pretty much the whole plot, you know, yeah. about the whole invasion thing and about how they're making duplicates to replicate people. Um, I don't yeah, know why. It's that James Bond thing, isn't it? Tell the hero your plot. Oh, I guess so. Oh, I'm going to kill you in five minutes, Bond, so I'll lay out my exact plot and how you can foil it. I guess so. I, I guess and then so. I shall leave the room. <laughs> yeah, we have leave a... it to my <laughs> obviously useless henchman. Um, yeah, this this next scene is... I laughed out loud. So it, I, um, I've got hilarious yeah, written down for this. It's brilliant. So Stigrun says Stigrun's got an inkling because he because Chadak has said, uh, "What if the androids turn against us? They're invincible." And and Stigrun's like, "Oh, we're going to test that out, aren't we?" So he makes Milton uh, have his brain scanned again, mm-hmm. which is evidently super painful. They build this android and they specially program it. And it's something unusual because they make a fuss. We're programming this uh, to be combative and it's going to be instantly hostile. Why? He's testing his gun. He could have just called any android in and shot it and gone, yeah, the gun works. Yeah. The unclothed, unskinned androids. You're supposed to believe that is what is underneath every one of these. Oh dear, oh dear, oh dear. The one they create and then Stigron shoots. Did you know that is a stuntman who uh, did the stunt work for Chewbacca in Star Wars? Oh, I did not know that. Hmm, yeah. Now, episode (laughs) two... Did Chewbacca do anything stunt-worthy? Uh... Jumping down the um, the disposal chute? Oh, it could have been that, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. Well, episode... Two, it's a famous ending, isn't it? Um, yes. Where the Doctor says they're not on Earth, it's not a real tree, it's plastic, and you're not the real Sarah. Yeah. Um, and the face falling off. Um, yeah. This this annoys me as well a little bit that later on we and we so we've seen the, the bear android body, and later on when when the Tom Baker android dies, its body fades away as if it's some sort of like hologram. Mm-hmm. It's not, but this Sarah one has actually got a bolted-on face, hasn't she? She's yeah. got a plastic face. So, it, which one is it? I don't yeah. know. Well, this this plastic face pops off, doesn't it? Yes. Now we've just seen this robot Sarah drinking. Yeah. Drinking ginger <laughs> I never pop. Of that. I never <laughs> On that robot that. face, no, where the bloody no hell mouth. does the? Where does it go? Yeah. It's got no mouth. Oh, it'd have been brilliant if the face had got knocked off and a load of ginger pop had sloshed just, out. Just sloshed out, yeah. yeah. Oh, dear. Oh, dear. <laughs> I never yeah. thought of that. Yeah. And uh, then we have that terrible thing as well. We've mentioned this before on Blake 7 when, you know, Avon takes the side of Avalon's yes. head off. If you've got robot workings, you've got to have robot whirring sound effects, yes. haven't you? Yeah. And we get, yeah, we get this again, don't we? Yeah, yeah. Uh, it's not good. Well, episode three starts with our, yeah. our little friend Stuart Fell. He is yeah, the third crow, yeah. you know? Yeah. Um, so, so the crow, they're speaking, and Anne goes, is that Zippy? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. it's Roy Skelton, isn't it? Yeah. 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 And they've, disguising his voice in this one. They've got a, an, a complete and utter classic Terry trope, a virus. Oh, yes. 
Chubby trope, yep, the virus. Uh, that will destroy everything but yeah. leave everything and then it will kill it, uh, die, die away and, um, you know, uh, everything will be no uh, back to normal. Yeah. Um, this virus is so contagious, so virulent, that they're, even the crowds are terrified of handling this. We later learn that it's useless. Well, when it's it, a complete waste of effort. When, when Stigron finally gets some on him, nobody's actually in a desperate hurry to run out the room, are they? No. No. Um, but they've got this virus. They've already got it. Well, why not just use the virus? Why go to all the trouble of this whole elaborate android I don't thing? know. Their plan is convoluted, isn't it? Hmm. The only way this plan makes sense is if they were, like, going to, over the course of a year, take over. But they're not. They're on about, like, half hour down, we've wiped out humanity. Why are you bothering with all this nonsense, then? It is very strange. The Doctor goes back to the village, and you see that truck again. Right? Yeah. So, presumably that truck and the engine and everything are all plastic as well. Yeah. They've, they've managed to... I mean, they, they've also... So, they've made a copy of the internal combustion engine. Yeah. And Crayford knows how the internal yeah. combustion engine works. Yeah. Well, we, we learn in this scene as well that Crayford knows the Doctor is a Time Lord. Yes. How do you know that? Yeah, there's that one as well. Yeah. Um... We also find out these blast doors that are in this base are going to be closed because they're, they're going to test this virus thing. Yes. Um, and the Doctor's grabbed by Stigron. Again, really good Tom Baker. Oh, hello, he goes, as he's turned round by Stigron. Um, yeah, Tom Baker's really good. And, and again, very um, this virus, very uh, Project Avalon. Again, yes, yeah, 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 Terry Trope. And uh, yeah, he, he's tied to this memorial, this war cross yes. that um, that uh, you've been tied to. Yes. Um, and he's got this bomb placed at his feet. I do like that the androids just go and get a bit of um, a bit of uh, creeper, bush, yeah, a bit of creeper, yeah, uh, to tie him up with. Yeah. And he's really quite cheerful for all this. He's yeah. un unusually cheerful. Um, and he's freed by the real Sarah, who uses the sonic screwdriver. Well, Sa on the Sa Ivy. I mean, we've, we've missed another Terry Trevor, haven't we? Because she was in a cell and she escaped uh, using, you know, uh, like water and that. And it, that oh, was, yes. again, very the Daleks, isn't it? You're in a cell yes. and you've got to wait for the, Again, very Terry Trevor. Dalek invasion of Earth, you're in a cell and you've got to wait for the. Yeah, so, so another Terry trope there. Yeah. So they leg it to the base, don't they? They leg it just as yes. the uh, as the door closes. Although the door doesn't quite close completely. No. So I don't know how get, they get through unscathed. Well, we get a very sort of weirdly psychedelic slow motion sequence, don't we? Of the, mm -hmm. the, the bomb goes off and, and presumably the shockwave knocks them about a bit. But not oh, I guess so. To, not enough to actually kill them or harm them or anything. No. And uh, and that's it. The villagers vanished, hasn't it? Yeah, it's gone. Yes, gone but not forgotten. But where where's Crayford's rocket? Because surely that would have been destroyed in the blast as well. Uh, well, you'd have thought so. Also, I wondered <coughs> of all the houses in the villages got internals, and have they made everything? Hmm. Because if they've gone to this much trouble, I mean, it would have made more sense. And I think now, if they did it, it would be a hologram, wouldn't it? The whole village would have been a hologram. Yes. Like a, you know, like the uh, the um, thingy bob on Star Trek. The, uh, <coughs> I can't even think what it's called, the hollow sweet thing. Um, but it, the fact that they've made this and it's real, it's like, it's, have all the houses got stuff inside? If you went in each one, would it have a cupboard with custard powder in and stuff like that? It would have all the things Crayford could remember, yeah. presumably. 
I suppose. Well, it would have been nice if they'd have got some stuff wrong, though, wouldn't it? Yeah, and that and that tips the Doctor off or something. Yes. Yeah. yeah. But the Doctor says they're on the Crow home planet. I can't remember what, what it's called. It begins with O. It's a Sidian or something like that. Yeah. Um, and uh, I, I like the next bit. There's a really good scene between the Doctor and Crayford where the Crayford's like, no, 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 you've got it all wrong. They're not going to hurt anybody, blah, yeah. blah, blah. And he's incredibly naive, isn't he? Yeah, they've, they've assured him that they've got peaceful intents and they just want to share the planet. Yeah. Help humanity. He's an idiot, isn't he? He is an idiot, especially as, you know, Stigron comes in with this virus in a Vaseline jar. That's yeah. a that, that, that's a done-up Vaseline jar, that is. And, yeah, one drop is enough to kill everyone in the room. And, yeah, uh, yeah Project Avalon and Planet of the Daleks had something very similar, didn't they? Yeah, yeah, it's, yeah. A, it's, it's a standard Terry thing. Um, we do, I mean, I've, I've put my notes that the story has run out. This episode has been Escape Catcher, Escape Catcher. Yeah. It is very much that, isn't it? We've. It feels like filler at this point, that it's only episode three. Yes, yeah, yeah. Well, it's at this point we, you know, get up first, because the Doctor's already met Stigron. Stigron was there yes. and ordered him to be tied up against the cross. But uh, this is our first proper meeting between the two, isn't it? It is, yeah. In a moment, Doctor, the knowledge and experience of your entire life will be transposed into our data bank. That's stealing. While you are making your small contribution to crowd culture, I shall be on my way to destroy the humans that you have so often defended. This time, you will be powerless to help them. So you do intend genocide? Earth's resources are limited. They cannot be wasted supporting an inferior species. How do you intend to destroy the humans, Stigron? If you use nuclear weapons, you'll raise Earth's radiation level beyond your own point of tolerance. Nothing so crude as fission weapons. The androids will disseminate a virus. It will cause a contagion so lethal, the Earth will be rid of its human population within three weeks. Then it will burn itself out, and the world will be ours. Where will you be all this time? Crayford's rocket will prove an effective quarantine chamber. I shall remain inside until the virus has done its work. And then I shall signal Marshal Chidake to bring in our invasion fleet. The best laid schemes of mice and crows gang after Glee. What? Something will go wrong, Stigran. Nothing will go wrong. Yeah, this planet, um, it's high in radiation. Oh, what a surprise. Well, he goes, he go, yeah, radiation. So the, he go, the doctor goes, I should have known I was on whatever planet it is, Obsidian or whatever. He goes, because it's, it's, it's the only place in the universe with such high radiation levels. And then Sarah says something, and it's like, oh, it's not, it's not high enough to hurt us. I'm pretty certain there's, in our solar system, there's yes. planets <laughs> with enough radiation that's going to kill us. So how is this the highest radiation I do levels, not know. And it doesn't actually hurt you. In my notes, you might be able to explain this, because I, for the life of me, can't remember where I've put it. I've put, who is Tilly? Does someone mention Tilly here? 
Yeah, no, it's the doctor when he's uh, had the mind probe, isn't it? Yeah. Um, he's talking about the three sisters who live in a treacle well and stuff oh, like that. that. Oh, God, yeah. It's a repeat of Robot, isn't it? When, when, when he, true, yeah. he's just talking gibberish. Because he's, he's talking had this gibberish. mind probed, hasn't he? He's going to uh, uh, yes, have yeah, his mind that, yeah. searched. It's a bit like that Klingon one in uh, Star Trek where you can get information, but if you turn it up too high, it will destroy It's a mind yeah. ripper or something. It will d- um, destroy your mind, isn't it? You know? Yeah. yeah. Do you think Terry had a worry about someone raiding his mind? I don't know. Stealing his best jokes. But anyway, we're, we're at the end of episode three, yes. and it's uh, that's when we've got it's this spaceship. Rocket, yeah? yeah, we've got yeah. this rocket which Len what, Hutton made. What do you made. think of the of the rocket? I don't mind it. I mean, it's appalling CSO when you do yeah. actually finally see it. But at least it isn't a case of just sticking a few bits on a Saturn V. Which really Len should have done because we have stock footage of a Saturn V taking yeah, off, don't we? We do, which looks amazingly nothing like the rocket. Um, a Saturn V yeah. does not have <coughs> internal sets like what we're going to see. No. Well, we, we, I mean, a Saturn V generally isn't made out of two before's no. <laughs> covered in plumbing. Because I love this that you go into where the pods are to be launched from, and there's part of the set missing right in the middle of the screen. So oh, did I no thought. No one noticed it. No, I thought that was the, the hatch that the the pod's got to go out of no because you can see through it and there's, oh, there's wood you? there's two before bits of wood holding it looks like li- literally looks like they've run out of cladding or something oh I th- no i thought yeah. that was the hatch the pods are going to go out of although to be fair we don't know that kraal science isn't based on the two before two by four <laughs> oh know. that would be something wouldn't it yes yeah because yeah the saturn five takes off this is how we're starting episode four now um, yeah, well, um, well, Milton gets into a foul spacesuit. It is a foul spacesuit, yes. Yeah, yeah. Like, uh, the, the helmet isn't from Doctor Who, though. It's from no. um, uh, Moonbase 3. Yeah, that you can see because the helmet doesn't match the, the suit. No, not at all. At all. No, no. And we've got another Terry trope here. We've got a countdown has yes. started. He likes a countdown, doesn't he? Yeah, you've got to have a countdown. You've got to have a Terry countdown. Yeah. And and yeah, this rocket takes off now. Now the oh dear. Um, episode three ended with the two of them. Sarah's got into a pod. The Doctor hasn't. Yeah. It takes off, and it's like, oh my god, what's going to happen? And uh, episode four starts, and nothing's happened. Nothing's happened. No. He, he goes, oh, it's just a bit of G-force, and that was it. Yeah, it 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 made mockery of the episode ending. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. This. Yeah. This. We're into episode four, and this is. Up till now, it's been an enjoyable romp, a bit ropey in places. Episode four, this is the the worst episode. Warn people. Yes. Well, they know that these pods that are on the ship, they're going to be fired out of the ship, and each one's got a duplicate to, you know, yeah. uh, take over. So why don't they just open the pods and take them out, then and there? Yeah. Just get Sonic them. Sonic them all. Because if they had done that, they, they would have noticed the uh, the copy of the Doctor who's in the pod right next door yeah. to them. Yeah, weirdly, no, none of the other androids seem to be activated yet, but the Doctor one is. Yes. Yeah, he just peeks out, doesn't yeah, he, and then all... puts oh, yeah. the lid back down. Yeah. Oh, on Earth, we've got we've now got this control centre on yes. Earth. It's uh, a bit, bit low-key, isn't it? It's a bit, yeah, and, and, it's, and all, it's, it's odd shabby. the people operating it are just like in civilian clothes yeah. and nice, nice chunky jumpers and things like that. Which is sort of, I mean, it would be a civilian thing, wouldn't it? It's, yeah. You know, it's not, it's not a military base. It is, it, it, 
it's always weird when you see a nineteen seventies British sci-fi because they all assumed we would have a rocket program. Yes, yeah. You know, and as Eddie as I'd said, we couldn't afford to put someone up a ladder. <laughs> True. Let alone on, on another planet. Um, but it's it, again, this is sort of the, the set's too big for what they've got to dress it. Yeah. So you see a few monitors here and there, and you know a few screens and a few controls, but it's all very sparse. Yes. It's like yeah, the the money just hasn't. Uh, oh, it's gone, isn't it? Yeah, it's gone. It's yeah. Gone. Um, I thought of you at this part because you see up on the screen that they've picked up Crayford's ship, and yeah. uh, and according to that map, it's somewhere off the coast of Wales. It, it's not yeah. that far from Wrexham at we that would have moment. Seen it going over, yeah. You would have. <coughs> yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they, we get another very, um, a very sort of spearhead from space stroke, quite a mass thing of, of a meteor shower, isn't it? Yeah, they think shower. it's a meteor shower, but yeah. it's not. It's these pods, isn't yeah. it, that are ejecting as the ship's coming in. Yeah. Um, and then we get another very quite a massive line that says, these meteors are landing. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, and also at the same time, we see the real Harry and the real Benton. Yeah. Um, and and that nice? Benton. Benton, at first you think Benton's finally found himself a girlfriend. He hasn't. Has he? <laughs> no, of course he hasn't. Um, and they're saying that the Doctor and Sarah are late. So at the beginning yeah. of this story, they were landing be- there because they had an appointment at this space centre. Yeah. Um, and Benton's obviously had a walk through the woods and he's found the TARDIS because the TARDIS yeah, has arrived there. but left the key in it. Yes, he's found the key Why in Why didn't the... Benton take the key out? Hmm, yeah. Because Benton um, says he's he's never known the doctor so all the time he's known he's never known a doctor to leave the key in the TARDIS. Yes. But yeah. then he goes, yeah, I'll leave it here. Yeah. What could possibly happen? There's another quite a mass moment when that uh, <coughs> um, uh, substitute brigadier says it's a historic yeah. it's, moment. It's because mother, isn't it? It's it is mother. mother. Yeah. Uh, Crayford has been into. I love Patrick Sewell. Yes. Yeah. Would you like to guess? I, I was going to save this yeah. for behind the scenes. Yeah. Old Patrick there. How old do you think yeah. he was when he made this? Oh, I'd say about 50. 43. Was it? I'll blame you. 43. That puts him in his 30s when he was mother in the Avengers. Jesus. That's was it, I wonder if they made him up to look older. Or... I don't know. I don't know. But he's that's... got a lovely voice, though. I love oh, no, 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 no. He's a lovely man. He, he's, he's not the brigadier at all. No, do you know what? He's not the brigadier, but I would like to... I, I would much rather have seen him than Mike Yates through the unit years, wouldn't you? Oh, yes, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. We don't have the brigadier here because um, yeah. Nick oh, oh Nick was uh, doing something else. Yes, yeah. yeah. So um, yeah, but no, I, I thought that was very quite a mass when he says, you know, this is a historic moment. Crayford's yeah. been into space deeper than anyone before, and now he's returning. That's a very quite a mass very thing, isn't it? Thing, yes. As they're watching it, yes. Um, the radar shows what they think. Oh uh, yeah, you said about meteorites um, yeah. following the ship. Right, these these meteorites following the ship, we have a CSO shot of them very, very slowly oh, going no. through the sky. I had completely yeah. forgotten this. Uh, in my notes, I'd put, oh, God, that's a terrible shot. But I hadn't said what shot, and now you've reminded me. Yes, yes. it was that. It's that, and just yeah. as you're reeling from the shock of that, to replicate one landing, you've got a little hillock with a yeah. bit of smoke, and somebody just out of shot pushes a pod yeah. Along the ground. In, yeah, You're meant to think that has fallen from space as it yeah. just slides on like a, a shopping trolley. Well, I'm hoping it's got some sort of braking system. Hmm. Yeah. And, and the Doctor gets out. This is the real Doctor, isn't it? Yes. Yeah, this is the real Doctor. 
I love the fact that these pods are too small for Tom Baker. And when that pod opens, you can clearly see he's got his knees brought right up. Yeah. <laughs> and he, yeah, he can and finally stretch his legs out. And said that, that doesn't look comfy. And I thought, actually, that's really good. Because if it had a fit, if they'd have made it for Tom Baker to lay down in, that would have been silly because he's much taller than most of the androids. So yes. it was made for another android. Yes. So I, yeah. yeah. So that, I, I'm okay with that. Cause that sort of, that makes perfect logical sense that it wouldn't fit. In. Yeah. Um, doesn't look comfy though. No, not at all. Back in that command center, they, they see Crayford. They, it's just like a headshot of Crayford, <laughs> isn't yeah. it? Um, um, you never see, you know, any of these external shots of his spaceship coming in. It's just, it's just all a close up of Milton. We only have one brief shot of, of his actual, you know, uh, command room on that spaceship. It's, it's a CSO which photograph. Is, yeah, it's a photo of just yeah. stuff. I don't know, even know what they're meant to be. No. Um, and also, so Stig, we're, we're meant to assume then as well that Stig runs just off of, just out of camera range when it, when he's talking to control centre, isn't it? Because yes. Stigrin's just there. No one thinks to go, what happened to your eye, mate? Well, that's what I was going to say. And... Okay, so he's had an accident with his eye. He's been in space for two years. Um, do you keep eye patches in your first aid kit then? Yeah. Where did the well, eye yeah, patch come they, from? Yeah, wouldn't they go? Yeah, that may, perhaps that's what that's the freight he was carrying. It was <laughs> it's a, a freighter of eye of, patches. Well, it was it was a it was a, a container full of pirate costumes just in case. Oh, okay. All right. Well, that yeah. makes it a bit more believable than what we've got. Yes. <laughs> um, and uh, Sarah finds the TARDIS, yes. and there's a pod next to it. Yeah. And then the Doctor appears. The Doctor appears. She thinks it's the, the real Doctor, doctor. but then the pod appear, uh, opens. Do you think of this as like George Lucas, it's poetry and it mirrors, or do you just think this is Terry filling that episode with the same scene we literally oh, got I think earlier. it's the latter. I think yeah. it's the latter. This why, also, why has Tom Baker got his hand, as if he's holding a, something in or hurt? he's hurt his shoulder, he, he's got his hand in his coat, mm. really, so almost as if he's pressing really hard against his chest. Maybe he thinks I, he's Napoleon. Yeah. Well, I thought, I thought, oh, there's something's going. The android's going to, he's going to pull something out. No, it's just, it's like, wow, that. I'd love to know why he's done that. Has he hurt himself? Or I don't know. I don't know. Is he poaching rabbits? (laughs) This Sarah, this robot Sarah, which tips the real Sarah off that that's not the real Doctor. um, She's quick on the uptake. Yes. What is the point of that Sarah? Because you never see that Sarah again. That's true, actually. Yeah, I'm presuming. The robot server was so well programmed, she immediately fell over a small bush and was incapacitated. Oh, I think I may, I, yeah. maybe that is what happens, yeah. Um, Crayford ships lands, though we don't see it. Um, yeah. Just this CSO of his command module. And uh, the doctor's gone to the space centre and he warns Harry not to go in the rocket and yeah, fills well, they, him in about what's going on. Yeah, so, so Harry and Faraday have left, haven't they? They're going up in the lift. Um, and and yeah, Ben, he, he, the doctor says, don't let him enter that rocket. Mm. Um, again, which is is quite nice, but it just it, everything happens off camera. We can't afford to show anything. <coughs> um, well, well, time time is really weird now um, because he says, don't let the lift go up to the rocket. Right? Yeah. Then he goes to the brigadier's office. To fill everyone in on what's going on, and yeah. he's got this android detector. Well, this this annoys me. Yeah, where did he get this android detector? Yes, wouldn't it have been really handy earlier on 
Are we expected to believe he's made it? But when did he make it? And if not, has he had it in his pocket? But all this the time? is minutes since he's arrived, yeah. and and then we yeah. find out that everyone's been substituted with their androids. Yeah, he can't have gone back to the TARDIS to pick it up because no. we know the robot doctor and the robot Sarah were there. But it, this no, it, it doesn't make any yeah. sense at all. And he has to jump out the window because he's uh, he knows he's um, you know yeah um, in deep trouble. Because because this robot detector. It never appears again. No. You don't need it. it. You could have easily, one line of dialogue, you could have had, you know, the robot, the doctor saying something, we need to do this, and, and Faraday, robot Faraday saying, yeah, it's too late for that doctor. Mm. And he knows it. You didn't need it. it. It's absolute nonsense. I'd love to know if it was in the original script. I don't whether know. Whether it's just a, I don't know. you know, make it up on the day type thing. Because th- these androids have very quickly taken over this base. They've, they, they've found their real version and, and yeah. captured them and tied them up and taken over the base um, the doctor goes back into the base pretending to be the robot one yes. and fools the robot Benton well, the robot, the, weirdly the robot Benton um, acts as totally like a human Benton he's easily confused he yes you know it, it's like, why, why is the robot Benton behaving like this is he that well programmed well He's he's been programmed from Crayford's memory. Yeah. Of Benton. <laughs> this yeah. This is is descended into sort of kids' show territory. Episode four. Yeah. Um, I don't think you're supposed to think about any of this no. now, are you? Um, and then and we get the most stupid thing in the entire story, don't we? He comes up next with Crayford. Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Well, before that, we've got. He orders this boffin, doesn't he? The doctor orders this yeah. boffin to oh, point, yeah, the, right. point yes. the radar yeah. dish straight down because it's going to scramble the the androids' signals. Yeah. He draw. He draws a very simplistic circuit, circuit diagram. diagram. Yeah. Yeah. And the guy goes, oh, "I don't even know if this is possible." He says, "Do it, whatever." Yeah. Um. He's very confident this guy can do it, isn't yes. he, the doctor? But before the guy can do it, he's shot by the robot yes. doctor who comes in. And it's that point, yeah, the doctor tells Crayford all about the virus and what's yeah. going to be happening. And Crayford realises he's been brainwashed. And yeah. he tells him to take off his eye patch. Yeah, because Crayford says, um, the, in a very uh, uh, static, the cage way, so the, the alien, the Krauss rescued him after his ship exploded. Yes. And he was, he had been, his body basically was in pieces, had been destroyed and injured. And they managed to put him back together, but they couldn't, they couldn't find his eye. Yes. So he couldn't finish it. And the doctor says, there was no accident. Look under the eye patch. And Crayford lifts the eye patch and his eye's there. And he's like, oh my God, they lied to me. This is utter bollocks. So, A, we're meant to expect that in two years... He's, he's never, never taken the eye patch yeah, off. Exactly. He's, never, he's never had a shower or bath. He's never accidentally knocked it off. He's never had an itch and scratched it. Madness. And also, why have the crowds done that? Why not just say, we found your eye? Yes. It, it makes no sense whatsoever. Because... Other than it... it, it I don't know. I, well, I don't, it doesn't even work for the storytelling. It, <laughs> I just don't get it. It's it's utter utter silliness. It is very silly. Mm. Yeah. Um, yeah. I no. I can't say anything in its defence. It makes no for two years. You've never. If, if you're going to wash your hair, you've got to take your eye patch off. Yes. Yep. 
Now I can, I, I, I can solve this with a few lines of, of scripting. So you have, when when Crowl, uh, when Stigron speaks to the Doctor and he says, uh, he, he, he says, um, what's the deal with Crayford? Why is he acting so strange? Oh, we've brainwashed him and we've conditioned him and the eye patch is part of the conditioning that while he's going on, he won't question. And you do it like that. Mm. And you make it so that Crayford doesn't, as soon as Crayford like removes the eye patch, his conditioning kicks in and he, you know, something like that. You don't just have it that, that he hasn't looked for two years. Well, what about that thing that you're talking about? This this conditioning yeah. is a device that, which is fitted on the inside, inside of the, the eye, eye patch. Yeah. And the eye patch, in a Travis style, is glued to his yeah. face, and the doctor manages to prise it off. There you go. Perfect. Well, you, you've put a little bit of action scene in yep. and solved it all. Mm. Well, it, it, it baffles me that people that, that otherwise really, you know, write, quality stuff end up in these weird it must just be the way television was made then that it's yeah it's like well that doesn't make sense yeah but stuff it we gotta film it yeah we gotta film something maybe they think oh never mind because next we got the doctor versus the doctor and the kids will soon yeah. forget all about questioning it you know yeah uh yeah we we've got this big doctor versus doctor fight hold on didn't the doctor just destroy all the androids with this radio signal? Shut up! <laughs> yeah. And how, yeah. Is, how is the robot doctor working? The doctor's literally just spent all this time setting up a signal. That I suppose you could you could say that the doctor's knocked up something that disables the very signal he's just spent all his time doing. But when did he knock that? Up? Yeah, I do like the way they represent the androids freezing. Is you just pause the video yeah. tape? It's, yeah, it's just a still picture. Isn't yes, it? just, yeah, yeah, yeah. It's got, it's got that horrible VHS blur. Yeah. To it. Meanwhile, Sarah. Good uh, fight, though. I'll it is a good, good fight. fight. Yeah, yeah, old Tom versus Terry. Yeah, yeah. and uh, Sarah finds Harry and the Colonel tied yes. up in the ship. Um, Why didn't they kill him? Well, what, number one, why didn't they kill them? Because they're going to die anyway. Yeah. Number two, where's the rest of the base personnel? Yeah, that yeah. they've taken over. Well, a poor Benton, they just dumped in a broom closet, didn't they? Yes, there is that. Yeah. And she releases Harry, and yeah. Ian Martyr's very last line ever said in Doctor Who is twin. When she says yeah. about, I've met your twin. And he goes, twin? twin? That's his very, very last line he ever says. Very last words. Yeah. Such a shame, isn't it? It is. Ian Martyr deserved better. Benton deserved better. Hmm. Mm. All right, well, Stigron comes in with his Vaseline jar. And, yes, uh, his highly contagious yes. uh, uh, virus. Yes, one drop. One drop. Remember, one drop. Yeah, yeah. And <coughs> Crayford comes in very angry. Yep. And, uh, and he's immediately killed by Stigron. Stigron kills him straight away. Making um, him pointless. Yep, and Stigron is punched by the Doctor. Yep. Lands on the Vaseline jar. Yeah. And which is so virulent and, and terrible, uh, it just affects him. It yeah, you're meant to run out the room, are you not? But Yeah, they they, they, they were worried lest the virus destroy the crowds in the control room just by looking at it. Yeah. Uh, yeah, it's it, they just stood watching him. Yeah, they watch. Well, they watch him shoot the doctor, don't they? Yeah. Um, but yeah, it's not the doctor; it's the robot doctor. Yeah, as you say, somehow is still working. Yeah, oh no, so it, no, no, no! He's reprogrammed it, hasn't he? Yeah, but that, I mean, 
you you can reprogram something, but you've just cut off all their power and that. Yeah, but even if you reprogram it, you've had what? Two minutes, Literally three two minutes. minutes yeah. This is Kral technology, which presumably he doesn't know much about, but he's managed to reprogram this well, Android. You know, you know, he had the Android detector in one pocket. Perhaps in the other pocket, he had an Android reprogramming. No, 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 no. The Android good, detector. Good no, the Android detector. He reverses the polarity of its neutron of flow. Ah, oh, they could have. They could have put that line in, couldn't you? Yeah. How did you reprogram it, Doctor? I reverse, reverse the polarity, polarity of my detector. Yes. Yes. And that would have been doubly ironic if it had been a robot John Pertwee and yeah. Tom Baker defeats John oh, Pertwee by reversing the polarity. Now you're talking, yeah. See, we've oh. got to rewrite, re- rewrite this, Ian. Does there, is anyone any good with CGI? We could just redo this. <laughs> <laughs> All right, uh, so that's pretty much it over. We go back to the TARDIS and, and Sarah says she's had enough. She's going home. And uh, the Doctor yep. says, uh, all right, on the condition I take you. And, yeah, she's uh, easily persuaded, isn't she? She is. Um, but, of course, next time they're going to end up on Khan, aren't they? Um, yes. Because the next story is uh, Brain of Morbius. It is. Another story I remember very well. Yeah. So, And that's what I'm saying. If I can remember that very well, but I can't remember yeah. this. Maybe it, I, you, I, I just didn't rate it. Do you think it. it's because... Yeah, I was going to say, do you think it just didn't resonate with you? I think so. Because um, it's like you've got alien planets, alien planets, alien planets... East Hagborn, yes. Alien Planet Sailor. Yeah, perhaps it just didn't resonate with you. I this is a this is one that though when when the uh, the books came out, I I loved this uh, novelization of this, and I it was one I used to reread. And I think I I sent you the picture. I when I was a very young budding artist, it was I reproduced mm. the cover of the novel in watercolors because I discovered watercolors. I was like, oh, um. And it was something that it obviously affected me so much that I wanted to paint this little scene. Mm. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's weird. it's a bit of a nonsense little story, but it's thoroughly enjoyable. Yes, yeah. No, no, no. Yeah. I, I enjoyed it. It makes no sense as soon as you no, start to think about it. Sense. And yeah, the fourth the fourth episode is is very uh, yeah. Um, yeah. But I mean, Anne enjoyed it. So no, that's good then. Yeah. That's good. Yeah. yeah. All right. It's worth. It's well worth a watch. It is well. No, it's never going to be it on. Up. Yeah, it's never going to be high on anyone's. You know, I want to watch a Doctor Who story tonight. What will I pick? No, you're, you're unlikely to pick the Android Invasion. But perhaps I think I think if nothing else, this uh, this podcast that we're doing has shown us that sometimes you get more enjoyment out of the silly little stories than you do out of the bona fide classics. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Um, well. Here's a question for you now. I've got a question okay. for you. Um, when we finish talking about a certain story, the first thing we do is the Earth date. Yes. Right? So I've got a question for you, right? This this July the 6th on the calendar <laughs> yeah. is a Friday. Oh, right? Friday, July the 6th. Research, have you? Yeah, here we go. So Ooh. you have a choice of three years to choose from okay. where you add Friday, July the 6th. 1973... Right? Too early. Too 1979 or yeah, 1984? Uh, I went 79. 79. All right. Yeah. We'll put it in a 79. Okay. That sort of fits with the unit years being a few years ahead of when they were made. Yeah. 84 seems too far. All right. Well, according to us, and this is only our own, our own speculation, isn't it? You know, if that's yes. 1979... Then three years before that, in East Anglia, we had the third Doctor with the Daemons. Yeah. Right? 
And then Which again fits. Off, yep. Two years after this, yeah. is the fourth Doctor with robot. So oh, this takes right. place two years before the uh, the events of Robot. Oh, because we said yeah, because Sarah says she comes from nineteen eighty. Yeah. Okay, so let's reposition it then. So if Robot takes place in nineteen eighty eighty one. Yeah. Did we say eighty one? So so you said it could be eighty four. That sort of fits. All right then. That does doesn't, fit. Yeah, it doesn't fit well with. Um, it's a bit of a well, almost a ten year gap for the John Pertwee one, though, isn't it? But it, it this clearly. Mm. This story we're talking about today can't be before Robot because no. Benton's appalled that the Doctor's, oh, he's done it again, sort of thing, you yeah. know? That's the first time he sees the fourth Doctor. So, all right then, 1984. Yeah, that, that puts it one year before the sixth Doctor is in Seville, in the yep. two Doctors. Yeah, that, that could work easily. Yeah, all right. Okay, right, so our next little... Uh, thing we've got to decide is its design rating, the Kral. The Kral. What, what, yeah. what do you think of the um, Kral? Uh, yeah, For I, design, I, I, of course. I think, this I is. think the design works as well. I quite like the little rhino horn. I think they're, they're, you know, I say, like you said, they, they, they're hunched over. They're quite bulbous. I like their uniform and their boots. Um, I'm going to give them a seven and a half. Ooh, I gave them eight and a half. Oh, okay. right. I thought I'd go a, a, a number with a half, so so that must give it an eight then. All right. So yeah, no, no, no. I think design-wise, and especially in photos, they look really, really good. Yeah, I I I quite like them. They're different, aren't they? Yes. Different. Yeah, but not that memorable. I mean, if you think mm. of you know Tom Baker aliens. You don't. Yeah, Kral's not <laughs> a high on your Krull. list, is it? They're no Zygon, are they? They're definitely no Zygon. No. So if if we if we think that, then what what about effectiveness? How how? So I I like I like the voice and I like the way the guys are acting. I'm not a great fan of the masks. I think the masks needed some structure behind them. Mm. You know, like over over a like say wire mesh or fiberglass or something. Because at, at times they do look incredibly like someone's just put a Halloween mask on. So I um, I think affecting this goes down to six for me. All right, I put six point five. Yeah, that's right. All fine. right, uh, for, for the same reasons you're saying. Yeah. So that's six point two five. All right. Okay, right. Where's my calculator? So, excuse me a minute. So we said eight, didn't we? Eight. Yep. Plus six point two five divided by two. Adversary rating seven point one two five, so seven point one three. Seven point right. Where it does, we, I don't think we've had a seven point one three. That's but we have bloody hell. Oh. We have got seven point one three. We already. I don't believe it. We've already got a seven point one three. We're already doubling up on points. Stigron is sharing a caravan. Would you like to know who he's sharing a caravan I with? Would. Is it someone else with a baggy mask? It's somebody else that begins with S. Oh, uh, Steyer? No. no. Taller. He's got a very fetching, like, a uh, cape and collar thing and a staff with him as well. Oh, uh, no, you have to tell me. Soul Deed. Oh, no. Actually, yeah, I could see him fitting in well. It's the st- They could have a shouting match. It's the Stigron and Soul Deeds show. That's, uh, I'd watch that on BBC yeah. too. <laughs> That that would be a thing. You would have Stigron yeah. 
absolutely grumpy all the time and, um, you know, Soldy camping it right up, wouldn't you? Yeah. Oh, because it would be the odd couple, wouldn't it? So Stigron, <laughs> very militaristic, keeping things tidy, and then Soldy swans in, messy bugger. <laughs> all flamboyant yeah. gestures. All flamboyant, yeah. Ah. Oh. This is a Disney show needs to be made. Yes, yeah. At the very least, a comic strip in in the Doctor Who Monthly, hey. See, if we could draw properly, we could do this. Yes, yeah. All right. Um, And then, finally, a few little bits of behind the scenes. Um, In the original script, the Kral were insect-like. Oh, and they went with rhinos. That's weird. Yeah, it is a bit. Um, Also, in the original script, the Doctor, you know when he, he guessed... Guesses radiation, da da da. One of the things that he guesses and gets wrong, he suspects that the village has been taken over by the Dominators. Wow, that's a stretch. No, it's not a stretch because (coughs) it's not the Dominators that we know. It's Terry Nation using the name Dominators for a brand new race. All right. The Doctor in the script says that they are an alien race possessing incredible mesmeric powers. Okay, oh so he thinks the aliens have just hypnotised everybody in the village, which possibly would have made more sense. Yes, yeah. Um, the Kraals themselves, the costumes and boots were made by Barbara Lane, you know, who right. was uh, uh, a fi- permanent fixture at the time on the yeah. show. Uh, but the mask and gloves were made by an assistant to Len Hutton. Len Hutton was the special effects guy on this story, but it was an, actually an assistant of his called Laurie Warburton. And, and were made from latex. And as I say, yes, their, their chins were attached to the actors' chins to facilitate some sort of movement when they talked. Um, yeah. Yeah, he's no John Friedlander, is he? Uh, no, not really. Uh, so, yeah, as you say, location filming was, was in East Hagborn, um, which is only a few miles from um, Didcot, but, yeah. um, but less than 20 miles from Devil's End. So well, weirdly, so yeah, it's not far from Devil Dens, and also, we could have visited it in about ten minutes from Maximum Power. Could we? We could have gone to that. Oh, so we could have gone to that to it. across it's a little monolith. So we could have gone to it this year when we went to the. We could have. We could have had a, a lovely pint one. of ginger pop in the Fleur de Lis. Oh well, if it is reconvened for next yeah. year, we're going to have to do yes, it. Hey. I think so. Yeah, it's and yes, yeah, um, Harwell is where the yes. um, the Space Defence Station was set. Um, yeah, which is an atomic research place, the, the JET project, which was the joint European Taurus. Right. Very, very famous in Oxford, employed a lot of people. Right, um, okay. Evidently it was also, um, it's on the, or was on, it's certainly in the 80s, on the Russian list for first strike nuclear attack. Right. That, that that's always nice to know that isn't always it good, yeah. you know it's somewhere up the road i remember that time you know i know um about 20 miles away from where i was living was chatham dockyard and that yeah, was that was, that was going to get a first strike because that's where they were making the nuclear submarines yeah. at the time yeah. yeah that's nice knowing that isn't it yeah well, if you, i suppose in a nuclear war you probably want to go first don't you yeah i suppose i suppose no no um kenneth williams <coughs> was he in it yes Kenneth Does Williams he own one of the crowds? <laughs> Stop messing about. Well, he, of course, um, had his uh, diaries published. Yes. Didn't true. they? And he was very specific on every day and date when he wrote his diaries. And he actually watched The Android Invasion. Yeah, right. Yes. I bet he didn't like it. Yeah, he hated it. Yeah. He hated it and he thought that the show was getting more and more silly. 
It's right. Buffo, he hated most of the things. Yeah. Well, you say that. That same year, he also slated The Good Life by saying yeah. it was terrible. And Porridge, he said, was disgusting. He was a strange man. Mm. His he was a troubled a, man. Yeah, very troubled. His diary is a fascinating read, and I did yeah. read them at one point. Yeah, yeah. Um, and the last bit of information is the crowd were not liked by Philip Hinchcliffe. Uh, he considered them the worst part of the story. Cool. Well, they're not. They're not. I, some, I, I disagree some of the with script Mr. things. Here, yeah. <laughs> some of the, the logic of the script is, uh, yes, far well, worse he, than the crowd. So was it just their, their appearance? Their appearance and their execution. Mm. Mm. I suppose we don't know. Because we're going on what we, we, we've seen, but we don't know what they were like during filming. It might have been that mm. the, the masks kept breaking and, you know, causing hold-ups or... Yeah, we don't... You might be thinking of other stuff. But yeah. yeah, I don't... From what we can view as a programme, they are not the worst thing in it. And and there's been certainly worse seen in Doctor Who before oh God, yeah. and since Before this. and after, yeah. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. All right, so that's our um, little talk about the crowd done. So we've yeah. got to talk uh, Fifth Doctor next time. Yeah. So, so I thought I thought we'd carry on the theme here. So we've we, we we've done we've done um, Devil's End, a little village, mm-hmm. uh, and we've done Devesham, a little. Village. If you're expecting me to guess something, you, you, you yeah. might have to wait a while because Peter Davison, as you know, is oh, not right. it's not a strong uh, subject of mine. The Peter so Davison this, years. This is a story set in a little village. Right. Um, it's uh, with, if I give you the name of the village, do you reckon you'd get it? Little, little. Hodgecombe? I might. Uh, Hodge, Hodgecombe. Hodgecombe, I think it is. Hodgecombe. Is it? Is it's, it a historical? Uh, it very cleverly is and it isn't. Very cleverly is and it isn't. Yes, it's it's cleverly set in the English Civil War, but it isn't. The English Civil War. Yeah. But we've we done don't... we've done the visitation, haven't we? Yeah, no, no. We're vis- yeah, the visitation uh, is not the visitation. It's. Uh... Uh, it, shall I tell you? Yeah, yeah go on, tell it. me. Uh, the awakening. It's only a little two-parter. I've never the seen is it. The malice. Um, I know who I he is. It... He's the guy yeah. who's behind a in the wall or something. Right. There's yes, a big one and correct. a little one. That's it. Yeah, he, he invades the TARDIS. Um, yeah, uh, have you got it? No. I... Oh dear. I've never <laughs> seen it. I absolutely know I haven't seen this one. Um, I I remember really enjoying it. It's a bit of nonsense, but I I remember really enjoying it. And I love the English Civil War, or the War of the Three Kingdoms, as we should call it now. Mm. Um, Is it the full complement of companions in it? Uh, It's Turlow and Tegan. Oh, okay. No Adric (coughs) or Nyssa. Adric's long dead. Nyssa's... uh, Oh, is it? Oh, it's after that. Oh, right. Okay. All right, I'm off to Amazon Prime then. Oh, right. I'm sorry, it's, it's a two-parter and you've got to pay the same price for it, I imagine. Is it a two-parter? Actually, it came in a box set. Did it? It came in the Earth Story box set, yeah. What's the other oh, one God. in that? I don't know. I can look it up. Let's have a look. Because whatever the other one is, if I, I most probably haven't got it and I'm going to need it for future research. So, yes. Let's have a look. When you say it's two-parter, is it two twenty-five oh, minutes or two forty-five minutes? Two twenty-five minutes. Is that all? Old school, yeah. Uh, so it came in a box set called The Earth Story with the gunfighters. Really? Yeah. That's a weird. That that's Why? we're Why? getting to the end of the release schedule, and we need to 
get the gunfighters out. The gunfighters uh, is William Hartnell, isn't it? William Hartnell, yeah. But it's set on Earth. What? I think that, that's sort of the connection by the look of it. I did not know um, that either. Yeah. Blimey. I don't know. You might be able to buy it separately now, I suppose. No, no, no. I, I, you can't go wrong with a bit of bill. Oh, to be, fa- to be fair, on Zoom, it's eleven ninety nine for both stories. That's not bad, is it? All right. All right, well, I'm, I'm going to have a look. Uh, we, we're not sponsored by Zoom, by the way. <laughs> Other DVD suppliers are available. Are available. It would yeah. be nice to be sponsored, wouldn't it? Do you know what? I mean, um, it'll be interesting to... Uh, I don't know whether you... Will you watch The Gunfighter straight away or will you wait till we pick it up? Oh, I, no, it, it depends, you know, um, you know, with our scheduling way... Yeah watching Mad Max things and Doctor Who things. I mean, it's like, you know, the faceless ones. I'm oh, not the faceless ones. Fury from the Deep. I bought that. I've watched episode one, but I haven't had a chance to watch any more because each week I've got to watch another four episodes of, you know, yeah. Doctor Who and, you know, We uh, We suffer Mad Max. for our listeners, don't we? Yeah, and the Flash Gordons that we've just yeah. been doing as well. So we do. We do. Yes. We do suffer. And yeah, if anyone... Because uh, Eric has to watch a lot more than me because you do the... Um, the, the the information and stuff and yeah, yeah. Well, yeah you, you yeah, put yeah. more work in yeah I just turn up on the day and uh, and, and um, waffle rabbit but yeah you also do you do an extra podcast to me most of the time which is effectively speaking yes which, yeah 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 which I'm 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 yeah. you know in the process of getting more episodes out because I've been kind of like neglecting that one just lately yeah so uh, I'm sure you, you can put a link in there yes yeah 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 one, can't you uh, oh, well, Facebook page we're gonna have to do a Doctor Who one at some point yes. as well. I think so. Perhaps show, we should yeah. do the gunfights. Are there special effects in the gunfights? <laughs> no, not really, no. <laughs> uh, but I do like it's a lovely story, the gunfights. All right. Okay. I do like that one. All right. Okay, Ian. Well, good okay, listener. Yeah, yeah, no, that was good fun. Um, yeah, and go I, and watch it. Go, if you've not seen the Android Invasion, go and watch it. It's, good, it's a good laugh. Yes, yeah. And, and yeah. again, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm a member of a number of Doctor Who Facebook pages, but nobody ever yeah. seems to ever talk about it, do they? No. No one's ever done an action figure with the crowd, have they? Haven't they? Well, there's no eagle moss of them. I don't, I've never seen one. Sure, let's have a look. Let's let's do a little Google. Yeah. Now, the other thing I was going to say about the Android Invasion is, if you mention that to a Who fan, it will just be that, oh, Sarah's face falls off. That's what it's yeah, really known that's what for, they remember isn't it? it from. No, it looks like they haven't done a crowd. No. That's amazing, isn't it? Mm. It, could be the, it could be the one monster that, that has no figurative representation. Because I don't, I can't even remember, uh, like um, the FASA or the other fine arts never did. Right, that's a shame, isn't it? Because yeah. it's not bad. I mean, if if you were at a convention and you saw somebody who had done it really well, you'd good, you'd, con- yeah, that good you'd shake their hand, wouldn't you? You'd shake would, their rubber yeah. glove hand, wouldn't you? you I really certainly would. would. Yeah, I think. It's, yeah, I like it. Yeah. We, that's what we need to do. Big up the crows. Big up the crows. Yeah. <laughs> Ian says, "Big up the yeah. crows." <laughs> <laughs> All right, excellent. All right, okay. okay. Well, see you next time then, Ian. Right. Brilliant. Thanks, mate. Right. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye. Bye.